Hello, beautiful earthlings, and welcome to today's episode of the Plant Lady Podcast. I am so honored and excited to welcome on my dear sister, Paulina Prana, to dive into the relationship that we have with social media and the world around us and how it relates to the attachments that we create around expectations and intentions with others and how we can start to incorporate practices such as cord cutting. But without further ado, let's dive in. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Plant Lady Podcast. So excited to have my sister, inspiration and mentor and all the things here with me today. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Such an honor. Of course. And yeah, I'm just super excited to dive into a lot of different things. Some things that you've been touching a little bit on your Instagram page and your beautiful captions. You And to get off of the app and be able to connect with words and with our voices is really empowering Mm. to go even deeper. So thank you for, for the, the resonance that you align with. And yeah, it's a beautiful honor to get to reflect in deeper ways. Mm-hmm, absolutely. It is so beautiful to be able to share on the platform, but sometimes I do find myself um, getting attached maybe to this idea that now I can't post unless I have something like super meaningful and deep and inspiring to share and so I've really been rewriting my relationship in so many ways with that app but specifically in the way of just how I show up and how um, what intention I have and what expectations I have and what I'm expecting in return you know like with likes and comments and the algorithm and all these things that kind of take over when we're on that app that maybe I don't consciously notice until I'm off the app and I'm like, whoa, okay, I'm getting really attached to like the outcome of how this is being received or if it's being liked or if anybody's seeing it. And um, yeah, it's so beautiful to be able to show up there. But I would love to just talk about how you show up like on the platform in an, an intentional way and how you feel after you know you step off of the platform because it is sometimes like a lot to just take in all of this information in such a fast like scrolling manner um yeah Mm -hmm. yeah firstly humans aren't really set up to be um ingesting so much information so quickly it's not a natural primal trait of ours to be so exposed to thousands of people regardless of what our audience size is, we're still putting something publicly on the internet that is pretty permanent, even after being deleted, like in the cyber realm uh, and within this vibration that is the, the internet, putting ourselves out there and also within what we ingest energetically, it's quite uh, a space to navigate in terms of letting go of the attachments to people that we observe and that we get really attached to. And the algorithm is really good at helping us become addicted to particular content. It shows us more and more and more of what we like the most, which um, can create obsessions and attachments. And I feel that that's what it's designed to do is to put horse blinders, you know, on, on our site and limit our, our, our site and therefore our capacity to be open. And so we're exposed to so much, but yet it's still steering a particular path of what we're being shown according to what it thinks that we like. And this can create really strong attachments, which gets into cord cutting and all these other things. But in terms of my personal experience with sharing, I, <laughs> I, when I post something, I, I joke with my partner about how I throw my phone, like I throw it and I run away from it. And I don't usually check back in until later or the next day I don't sit there and wait for reflections to come in or comments to be shown I it's not in my highest intention to be 
catering to the ways in which I'm being received, but my highest intention is to share what is authentic and coming through from a higher, higher source through me and being in service to that message and allowing it to come through being a vessel for that message or channeling or idea or communication and then detaching from it, sharing it wholeheartedly and then detaching from the outcome and really clearing and checking with myself, clearing out a lot of clutter around the, the attachment and being able to step away from it and know that it's being received in the way it's meant to, those that are meant to read it, absorb it, take it in, resonate with it, get triggered by it. It's all happening the way it needs to. And that it's not any of my business how that's happening or exactly even what's happening, but that my intention and my integrity is held in a space of trusting that what's being shared is happening so in, in the perfect way, according to my expression, my uniqueness, and that comes through me and the rest of it is none of my business. Mm -hmm. So it's been a fun practice. I don't really even read or respond to comments anymore. And um, sometimes it's entertaining too. And sometimes it's really empowering to look at those reflections mm -hmm. and to detach from the ego, the ego stroking. It can feel like to be like, wow, you know, people are so inspired by this. But <laughs> to look at like more so than that, there is a strong resonance. And there are so many of us on this planet that are vibrating on similar frequencies to where our experiences are very similar and mirroring one another. So if anything, being able to look past the ego and look at the soul resonance and to be empowered by that and knowing that we are very much walking similar parallel paths and how supportive that can feel to look at the reflection of. So that's been my approach lately of letting go very much. And when I get on and share something, it usually is long and rambling and deep. And that's my personal way of showing up I don't have many surface level things to say and if I do I do it on my story where it's lighthearted and not everyone's seeing it and when I do show up it's once once every week or so every couple of weeks it's not every day it's not really that often and what I'm sharing is always very present in that current moment so I don't focus on creating consistency in the way I show up at all Mm -hmm. I just let it flow in the way that it feels most authentic, which means that I take breaks for weeks at a time. And when I come back, I usually have a lot to say. So I say it and then I run away for a little while and then I come back and I got more and it's this back and forth funny thing for me. And it's, that's the way it feels most healthy for my mental health and keeping, keeping the ego really at bay and staying really in integrity. Mm -hmm. yeah I feel that that practice of like give and pull give and pull and it really is just such a practice that I am slowly rewriting and it's so interesting that we live in this day and age where we've kind of thrown on this label of like content creators and now it's like this demand of like showing up on this space when you call yourself like the influencer the you know, this, this idea of like, you have to post every day to be heard or to be seen and um, always getting that reflection back, like noticing and checking in with yourself, like, is this just stroking my ego? Or am I, can I take that space away and really just allow what, what I felt needed to be said, just leave it at that. And it's interesting that you said that because yesterday, I, I made a post that I really, it had been on my heart and my mind and the words just kind of were flowing and I posted it and I kind of did that thing where I just turned off my phone and ran away from it because now I'm learning through just observing no judgment whatsoever because it does take time to rewrite this relationship with the app but just observing um, how I feel when I do make a post and when I get you know all of the feedback back and I'm like constantly checking my phone to you know maybe see how it did or m maybe an hour later seeing how the post did or yesterday for the first time in a long time I really took the time to just step away and to not check back in and like you said to just not even worry about if it was received if you know anybody saw it or or not and just feel comfortable in what 
I'm sharing and, and know trusting that what needed to be said or be written feels good for me. And that's all that matters. And really transitioning into like this feeling of not chasing after this external validation of the, the reflections of, oh, this is so beautiful. Like, I love these words and you're so amazing and all of these things that feel so good to receive, of course, but not getting too attached to, because when we get attached to, in my personal experience, I feel I did get a bit attached to like that beautiful positive feedback. And then when it's not there, you're like, wait, what? Am I doing something wrong? Am I not? Is this not a good writing? Is this not a good poem? Nobody liked this one, you know? <laughs> but no, it's, I liked it, and that's what matters. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't like my poem? <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this is this is where we look at what's our intention. There's so many mm. people out there whose intention it is to reflect. Other people are, are there to inspire. Other people are there to trigger. And many of us encompass many of these different intentions. But having our personal intention of why am I sharing this? Mm. And that's something I ask myself every time I get on and share something. And this is part of the overstimulation that is caused through social media. And this is where we need to hone in on our capacity to clear our energy connections that come through this this app the hooks that can be applied and the siphons where people are expecting more and more and more and more and drawing more and more energy from from people because they're expecting something they're clinging on to the hope that someone gives them or the inspiration someone gives them and what we're sharing is an offering and we have to ask ourselves are we wanting reciprocity and if so, we usually attain that through the gratification we find in the feedback that we get. Mm -hmm. And that can sometimes feel like good payment, good reciprocity of the energetic output it is to sit there and subject yourself to the phone, holding it in your hand, taking the time to, to share the message. And sometimes that gratification makes it feel worth it. And that makes sense, you know, we, we always want something. We're always looking for, that's why we open the app. We're looking for something. We're looking to mm -hmm. consume something. We're looking to feel a particular emotion. And then when we realize that we got enough of it or we don't like the emotion that we've inherited from the space, we put our phone down and, and say, oh my God, I just wasted an hour of my life. So being really clear on the intention. And I've come to a place of recognizing that what I'm, what I'm sharing is just an offering. I don't, I don't want anything in return because I don't want to spend more time looking for the gratification, but rather I've come to a place of trusting that anyone who feels inspired or who feels that their life is affected in a positive or negative way, that if there's empowerment or inspiration that has been gathered from something that's been shared, that the reciprocity will come in a much bigger way that I can't see and I don't need to see. The reciprocity comes in knowing that the collective or that one person or those 10 people or those 2,000 people felt a change in their heart or felt a, a pulse, felt a, a, heart, a specific beat of the heart that was profound that offered a shift or an invitation into some sort of upgrade. And so I trust that that will be applied in their life and that will ripple out into the collective and into the cosmos in a greater way than the gratification would ever serve me to know that I said something well or used good words. And so it's trusting in a much bigger picture that the medicine is being administered in an integral and humble way and it's being received in a much greater way than any comment could ever offer. And of course, those reflections are so appreciated and it shows us we're not alone. It shows us, yes, this is an alignment with so many other people and that that will be acted upon accordingly and that people can take that inspiration and ride the wave of it and apply that lesson into their life or take a moment and remember this lesson that was shared and, and apply it to a situation in a powerful way. And of course, we can only really, really, really learn through our own experiences. We can never attain wisdom, the full spectrum of wisdom required to be wise through other people's transmissions. However, it can fine tune our awareness and upgrade our help upgrade our awareness to a level that we can 
look a little bit closer at our reality before acting or remember pieces of wisdom or phrases or ideas or inspirations that empower us more and more into a higher states of being and acting. And that is where my intention is. So knowing that the reciprocity comes through a much greater, greater scale than, than the physical written words of reflection and validation that those are serving the ego and I don't want anything to do with that. And it can be challenging to continue checking, but this has been my biggest practice. Mm-hmm. And it is such a beautiful opportunity for this practice and like this work we're doing to set that intention of I've recently began just setting an intention simply when I open the app or when I'm going to open the app. And like you said, asking myself, okay, why am I showing up here? Okay. I want to share some words. What is my intention, you know, with sharing this and in that way. And I feel with so many of us and, and um, the day and age of social media, it's easy to, I mean, I can remember a time when I was waking up first thing in the morning and checking my Instagram and, you know, nowadays with all the, um, the energy updates and the astrology updates and the this and the that. And it's like, we, we open up this app kind of treating it like it's a horoscope reading or treating it like, okay, something's going on. Maybe I can, you know, find the answers here or maybe searching for someone who you can relate to. And in that way, you know, we're kind of bypassing this, um, maybe what we are feeling, maybe like when you first wake up in the morning, rather than feeling, you know, what's feeling good for your body, you're going first thing onto this app and taking on so many other things, or maybe taking on this idea of what you're supposed to feel like today, because today's the full moon or the new moon, or it's this, and you just find that out. So now like you're shifting and making decisions based on the information that you're receiving from this platform and that can be it can be beautiful in the way of serving and reflections and and receiving um information in that way but it also can be a bypassing of some sort of what we're actually what feelings are actually genuinely mine versus I go on Instagram and I saw something that kind of maybe triggered me. And then the rest of the day I'm like agitated, but I don't know why Hmm. kind of thing, (laughs) you know? And I found that a few times, you know, maybe getting triggered by things and not really sitting with why am I being triggered by this? And then letting that emotion carry on throughout the day. And I think that goes hand in hand with the cord cutting, like you were saying, just having these attachments or, cords to these people that we are communicating with or we are looking at their stuff all the time and even though it is on a virtual platform there's still a cord there and there's still an attachment and um, a relationship there with that person when you're giving and receiving in this way. I feel that the cord cutting is something that has been very frequently coming up on my journey like this desire to really start to kind of release some of these attachments and with you coming out with, you know, your meditation and sharing all of the beautiful things that you're sharing around cord cutting. I'd love to talk a little bit about that with social media, but also just with, I mean, it applies to everything with relationships, with parents, with like past people in your life, with friends, with maybe people you're not friends with anymore. In an equal exchange type of way. And so the cord cutting meditation that I've created is in my perspective, a full spectrum practice. I've seen some things on YouTube and some weird stuff out there that never fully, fully aligned with me because I feel a big part of this is taking responsibility for our actions and our unconscious behaviors that have led us to the space of needing to untangle and unravel that all that's been unconsciously inherited, projected, and perpetuated. And so in this practice, we're taking responsibility for what we ingest and what we're projecting and emitting. So that means what we're unconsciously seeking from someone else. We've all been the energy vampire that we despise so much. We've all felt the feeling of like, wow, fuck, that conversation was so exhausting and I really don't like when I run into that person and I try to avoid them because they talk too much and I don't know how to leave the conversation without being a bitch. You know, we've all experienced that, but we've all also been that person, maybe not by hyperverbalizing, but by 
accidentally being wounded and siphoning someone's energy or, or taking up more space than they felt that they consensually wanted to offer. But because we never asked, there wasn't consensual consensuality. There wasn't conscious communication around it. So we've also played all parts of that role all the roles that exist within this conversation. And so the cord cutting meditation that I put out is an offering and it's a way for us to send energy back to its rightful place, to reclaim parts of our soul that we've left in our past, to unravel the cords, to clear the cords in order to have the most pure and integral relationship, whether it's still current and active or, or whether it's expired and over. And then to also claim responsibility for the ways that we channel our energy so that we're not siphoning and pulling energy from other people. And we can recognize that spirit and the pool, this infinite pool and well of spirit is our energy source so that we can draw from an infinite place in connection with our higher self and spirit rather than seeking validation and seeking energy through sources within other people because this obviously is unconscious, so much deeper than we can even explain. There's no rubric of how this looks, but it's very common. We haven't been taught very much about nonviolent communication, about conscious communication, about consensual communication or interactions. And so this is what we're bringing light to in, in this specific modality or form of cord cutting within my specific meditation. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, <laughs> I feel the, the like this reclaiming almost of your energy that, that you've given. And all, I also feel like the cord cutting can offer such a beautiful space for, um, in my personal experience, for closure in a way of like maybe with relationships situations that may not have ended maybe in the most ideal scenario and reclaiming accepting you know what had been said and reclaiming that energy and also um, taking that accountability for you know we're not all perfect all the time and we do make mistakes and that's okay and holding that space for the non-judgment and just the space to really allow that closure and to allow that space to be healed and yeah, I resonated a lot with what you said about just the seeking of, I feel when you start to really integrate this practice, I've noticed that I stopped seeking this external validation from, like, you know, when you have something that may trigger you or upset you and like, you have that first person that you call, maybe it's your mom, maybe it's your friend, and you're just like, I just need like another point of view on this, or I just need to like, talk to someone. And sometimes that is okay to offer that communication, but I've really been before when I have that urge or like that desire to like pick up the phone or like to text someone or sometimes it's you. <laughs> and I have that desire, like, I need to know what Pauline thinks about this. <laughs> but I've learned to, I've started to incorporate the practice of sitting with that internal guidance, like you said, in that internal voice of, I already know what I need to say or what I need to do or how I need to move forward or not to say or or not to do anything maybe just sitting here is enough and what my body needs and I've really shifted the relationship with seeking this at like external making sure everybody likes me coming from the space of like wanting to be loved and wanting to be accepted and making sure like nobody has any problems or doesn't like me for whatever you know, reason that's their projections and in their own journey. And I can't take on that. All I can control is what I feel and how I feel I should respond or not respond. And that has been such a beautiful practice in itself of just before I send the text or call someone sitting with, okay, what feels good in my body and what would feel good in this moment to to write something lovingly, to give it space, to wait a few days. And then, you know, seeking that external guidance maybe is, is really helpful and really nice sometimes. But we do have this, I'm slowly remembering this remembering that we have the 
tools. We have these tools and maybe they're a little dusty and maybe they're old and we haven't sharpened them in a while, but it's really beautiful to start to realize that you do have these tools and that you can't integrate practices like this and reclaim these spaces that still feel maybe a little sticky or a little weird or maybe just unclosed and you can finally take that space to release and let go of some of the emotions or attachments around that person, place, or thing, whatever it is. Yeah, and looking at the ways in which we receive support, I feel like a good question to ask ourselves is, is this helping empower me to be empowered? Is this empowering me to sharpen my tools and to tune into my tools? And if not, then what are we grasping for? Because there we go again, externalizing and objectifying our experience by seeking support from someone that either might not be qualified, might not actually understand the full spectrum, and then therefore might distort and water down and objectify my experience by not understanding or not fully being the most qualified source of inspiration or feedback. And so looking at is the source that I'm reaching to, if they're not empowering me to look within myself, then that is not a supportive source. And this is where there's so much watered down new age spirituality out there where spirituality is turned into business. It's turned into a way to siphon so much money, to siphon so much energy. Many times it's unconscious, especially the energetic siphoning and the boosting and the stroking of the ego that this can create when there's really successful like spirituality people out there. And I just feel that if you are not being guided to a more refined and integral version of yourself, then I don't feel that that is in, in full service as a support system to, to our highest growth. If there is a codependency that's being formulated in this relationship, that is the opposite of helpful. This is looking outside of ourselves. This is externalizing. This is objectifying. This is, this is not empowering us to look within ourselves. And this is what the world needs right now. And this is what we came here to do is to tune into that inner guidance. And of course, someone can help us do that. And we deserve support and we deserve a sounding board and we deserve someone that can stand there and hold up a mirror and be really, really still and hold it and just show us how to look at ourselves. And that I feel is what authentic mentorship and support and reflection and advice, that's how it comes through, is through someone humble enough to hold the mirror, covering their face, covering their expression, you know, not to cover it, but that is not the forefront of the interaction. The forefront is the mirror that you can look at yourself within and someone else is just helping you hold it up. And eventually we can learn how to like keep a mirror in our pocket and like look at it ourselves. Once we've gone through the self-discipline and been given the tools. And this is where society is so quick to adopt things that we hear about online. What about having a teacher? What about coming from a lineage? What about having a really rich ancestral line? What about having a cultural tradition in your family? Ancient wisdom isn't something that we're just inventing for the first time on Instagram because we can, we can reach so many people. And because our tarot card told us, you know, that, that we're God and we're the God goddess of all of existence. And we are, you know, we're God. Sure. But also this ancient wisdom has existed for a very long time since way before humans were even in these third dimensional vibrations and bodies. So this is more so a reclamation of information and of wisdom and of um, vibrational consciousness that's been cycling through the galaxy. And the galaxy is a microcosm of the infinite cosmos. We are, you know, such a, such a, not to say small, but we are just one part of existence. And so this reclamation is resurfacing as consciousness is bubbling back up to the planet as little lights are being stoked and large lights are being stoked across different parts of this grid. And so we're activating the light to activate the collective grid, to uplift the vibration on the planet, to heal the planet, to heal our lineages, to, to heal and pave a, a path for future generations. So a lot of this is cleaning up work, cleaning up messes, cleaning up dramas, cleaning up traumas, cleaning up unfinished business in many of our past lives, but also within our lineages. 
So being the black sheep of the family and not having anyone who understands and I'm so alone and I'm such a victim because, oh, and I just want to be normal and and just going to keep scrolling and read more horoscopes that will validate me because it's the only place I feel validation. You know, we've assumed these roles and signed up for these roles and assigned, signed these contracts to help liberate our family lines mm -hmm. and to help be that sometimes lonely person that is saying things that no one else will say or that no one else knows how to say or maybe that no one else is aware of. And so, um, Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I love all of it. <laughs> like, what was the question again? Was that even answering the question? <laughs> no, it is. It is so beautiful, and you know, we did sign up to to do this work, and sometimes the sitting with that is is hard because it's, of course, it's much easier to play the victim. It's much easier to say you know oh poor me and like fall into into that realm of 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 living of being of taking that easy way of um hmm, what am I trying to say but I feel like with yeah in my personal experience I love that you said about the mirrors because I feel in um, my family or maybe in my close friendships or people around me I've always maybe I am that person that's holding up that mirror and for me sometimes feeling like I am that person is is a little bit overwhelming and I'm curious to see if you feel that as well because I know that you help so many people just assist them in holding that mirror and especially through you know the practices of astrology but sometimes um, I'm feeling like you have to be really mindful about what you are taking on and like that energetic shield of like protecting yourself before holding or maybe the shields behind the mirror or around it or around both of you so that way you're still able to help and show up in a mindful way and say you know how can I support you in this moment is it through listening is it through just holding you or do you want my advice or do you want my opinion or just how can I show up for you in this way by and listening in those ways that they need you to show up but not taking on all of their shit and all of like, <laughs> the emotional dumping and just everything that comes to follow after that because I'm sure you know um, you experience mm -hmm. that a lot with you know just working with so many people um, but yeah I'm curious to know if you have if you feel that or if you have any practices that you integrate to kind of build this shield of like protection so you're not like getting out of a session feeling like oh my god I feel like her problems are my problems kind of thing <laughs> mm. yeah and this is something that all of us experience in our own ways regardless of if we're you know helping helping people on their journey in in a in a big way in a way that's labeled as a specific role you know or whether we are just trying to get our parents to stop eating so much meat or whether we're trying to get a seven-year-old off of their iPad. We're all assuming these roles and it's important for us to do so. And this is part of what we're here to do. So this definitely applies to everyone. And I feel a big part of this with, with kind of what we talked about with the cord cutting, assuming responsibility for the ways in which we assume energies, the way that we assimilate, the way that we receive, the way that we allow energies in, this is part of the cord cutting. So it's building um, a shield in a way. It's, it's, it's also asking people what they want. It's, ask, it's consent. Mm -hmm. It's asking them and teaching them to ask us before they dump. I don't subject myself to energetic dumping. I do not allow that into my life anymore. My energy, I keep very, very tight. The container I keep around myself and the the energetic egg and the, the shield and the shell is not because I'm at war with everyone around me and I don't want to hear everybody's bullshit. I want to hear all of it, but yet I don't subject myself to dumping. And the way I've learned how to do that is to have more conscious communication where someone goes on, they start going on a rant and I'm like, Oh fuck, like, here we go. You know, and I'm like, Oh, we're going to be here for a while. And I really have to pee. And I just really am exhausted. I already feel drained and I don't want to hear it right now. And I've been practicing and learning how to be like, 
actually, uh, <laughs> excuse me, like before we go on the long journey, I don't, I'm not feeling super present right now. I'm not feeling as present as, as I would like to be to hear all of this. Can we have a more uh, consensual space like later? Maybe I can let you know when I have the space to hear this because it's really important to me and I totally want to hear about it and I want to talk and I want to dig deeper, but I'm not feeling uh, as present as I could be. And I want to show up in the most integral way and I'm not able to do that in this moment. Can we check back later? And it doesn't need to sound all like dorky and awkward and weird. And, you know, we can find ways to say that in our own languaging. But the consensuality is the most important thing in these exchanges, because as empaths, which so many of us are, if you ever absorb feelings and emotions from other people, ding, 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 you're an empath. And many, everyone listening to this is an empath. You're welcome. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. You know, we need to learn how to wring out the psychic sponge. And this is what you brought up of how do we do that? And so along with the cord cutting, I also have put out another practice on our platform, which is an energetic shield, which is just um, showing us the different ways that we can either deflect energy, which means I do not consent whatsoever to any of what you are projecting onto me. And I'm not a victim of your projection. I'm not so triggered the, the triggering thing is also something where it's easy to go out into the world and be like that person's so triggering it's it's it taking responsibility for the way that we are choosing to feel according to the way that person is sharing and emitting their that's the thing the cord cutting we're taking responsibility for the ways that we emit our energy our specific vibrations that are ever changing and so with with the deflection it's saying, I don't consent to any of this, and I'm going to simply hold up a mirror or a shield and send it right back to you, or better yet, sending it back to the earth and allowing it to be transmuted. The reason someone is projecting something is because they don't know how to handle it. They don't know how to process it. They're completely unaware that they're projecting. So to send it back to them can create an intensity that they are not equipped to handle. So to do them a service beyond serving our ego and being like man it's just gonna send it right back to you like fuck you like this is so rude and you are so unconscious like ah just send it back to the earth so like i've practiced this like visualizing it and i'm looking at the person and i'm like uh-huh uh-huh and i'm literally taking all of it and i'm like yes go ahead just for a moment this isn't gonna last very long before i cut you off and say that i don't have space but just for a moment and then i picture it just like and i put it back into the earth and i say thank you and allow it to be transmuted. I don't have the capacity. I don't have the space. Maybe I'm not qualified. Maybe I am or do or want to, but it not in this moment because there was not any consensual agreement to doing that. And that's a huge energetic investment. It's a huge energetic um, responsibility that we need to be aware of when we are accepting and the other person needs to be aware of when they are offering it or seeking to to have one of these types of interactions which is simply like unloading it's venting it's having therapy with our best friend and even in my relationship my partner and I have gotten really good at being like hey I'm like super stoked about something and I'm all hyper and I'm freaking out I'm fired up like oh my god you know even excitement even the most exciting emotions and vibrations need to have consent before we project our excitement before we project our pain before we project even a neutral emotion of like, I'm bored. I, I need your energy because I'm bored or I need you to stimulate me. I want you to distract me. I'm bored. Let's hang out. You know, asking for permission. Like, I am really stoked. Do you want to hear about, I have something really exciting. Do you want to hear about it right now? Or like, is this a good time? Can I tell you something? Or like, oh my God, this person texted me. Can, I want to tell you about it. I'm so mad. And you just start reading it out loud and they're standing there like, excuse me. I'm like, I'm writing in my journal. I'm meditating. Like you didn't even check in with me. So anyways, <laughs> really finding ways to check in with others mm -hmm. and having that and being the example by just simply doing it and living it and um, showing people how they can be doing the same thing and that it is not our responsibility. We, it's not that we have other choices besides to take on everyone else's energy. We are not a victim to everyone's energy around us. We are not a victim to our triggers we are not a victim to the way people project we are empowered sovereign beings and it's just learning how to send the energy back and if people need a reflection then we can simply tell them that maybe we would like to do this in a more appropriate space and time 
and that there needs to be consent before the unloading happens. And also that we might not be qualified to fix everyone's problems. And that is not what we're here to do. We're here to reflect back to them and help other people be empowered within their own channel. And that receiving that support is super important. And um, sometimes knowing that like, we're not, we're just simply not qualified. And this is something that social media hasn't created so much empowerment and everyone has a voice and people can be really mean and say things that they would never say in person on social media. But just in the way that information has never been so free, YouTube, mm. Instagram, and this is the age of Aquarius and we've been building up to this for a very long time. Energy um, exchange and information, uh, conscious information, any information, true or false, has never been so easily accessible. Mm -hmm. So this creates a sense of entitlement that we can very easily and unconsciously adopt that makes us feel like because we read it somewhere one time or six times, that that makes us qualified to carry that wisdom or to carry that knowledge as if we channeled it or as if we even know it to be true or as if we've even lived the full process of walking through the steps of that modality or of that phrase, that wise phrase. Like, have we ever lived a lesson where we've mm -hmm. felt the truth of that before we go out and start sharing quotes from books or we start sharing information that someone else channeled? Like that's unique to someone else. And they channeled it from someone else, from somewhere else within themselves. Um, but oftentimes we can assume and adopt information that we do not have a rightful access to duplicating and repeating. And this is where a lot of the entitlement uh, and the new age spirituality, I feel, comes from the way information is just everywhere. So checking our sources checking the qualification of the people that we inherit information from and recognizing that to be an utmost service and to receive utmost support is to make sure that we are being gently redirected to ourselves and within rather than, than without. Mm -hmm. Yes. Going back to the consent, I love that you said you touched on like leading by example in a sense, because when, you know, when we start to really practice this, okay, asking for consent or asking how can I show up or stating those boundaries of like simply in that moment, I don't have the space to show up for you right now. And I'd like to, we like you said, we really teach the person who is receiving that from that point on to maybe hopefully that light bulb goes off of like, oh, okay, I really need to ask for consent before I unload or I need to ask my partner if he has the space before I get really excited and like tell him all the things. And that is something that is super, I've been learning on my journey as well to start to integrate this just simply just asking this conscious communication of, hey, do you have the space? Do you have a minute? And through that ripple, I've, you know, voiced that to people in my family and my friends and started to really start to integrate that just saying, hey, like maybe I don't have the space for this right now, but let's check back in in this amount of time or and be okay with however the outcome is, not being attached to that expectation of being received in a certain type of way. It can be really fun to feel like the therapist for everybody. And mm -hmm. sometimes we, it's good to check ourselves on, on the, what are we gaining from that? What gratification are we gaining from giving really good advice mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. recognizing that at the end of the day, if it's the ego, that's like, Ooh, I said the right words. Haha. <laughs> I read that in a book or I heard that, you know, that's where we can check ourselves again of like, where did we even get that? Mm -hmm. And if it's not something that comes from within us, that feels really true and authentic. Um, maybe it wasn't the best thing, even if in the moment, there's a lot of temporary healing that we find, a lot of temporary satiation we find from sources. But looking at the long term, did this in the long term picture really elevate my awareness? Did this really 
sharpen my tools that are permanently in my tool belt that I will have forever in the within the longevity is the support I'm offering or receiving is it sustainable and that's a big part of things being so instantaneous and our consumption of energy and our sharing of energy being so impermanent and so instantaneous as well so yeah it's all it all comes back to the, the cord cutting at the end of the day. If, if mom goes berserk on the phone and you can't teach an old dog new tricks, then okay, that can be okay. Mm-hmm. We can be empowered within ourselves. You know, if we can't change everyone around us, which is not our intention to begin with, we're not trying to be these spiritual leaders and try to enlighten everyone. It's not going to happen in our lifetime where we see a, an entirely conscious world. It's just, it's not what we need to fixate our energy on. We're not here to fix everyone. We're not here to change everyone or to force them to see our perspective because they are walking their own path. But we can go home and we can do our cord cutting and we can send them love and we can pray for them. We can hold them in our heart and we can wring out the psychic sponge and let go of everything we've intentionally or intentionally inherited and absorbed throughout the day and that's why the daily practice of cord cutting is super important until it can become as simple as taking a really deep breath right before bed and letting all of it go Mm -hmm. and it takes dedication it takes self-commitment it takes self-discipline to get to these advanced points in our practices and none of it will come by reading something inspiring one time or listening to a meditation one time This is where we've become really instantaneously gratified in our life, but looking again at the sustainability of these practices and changing them to make them really unique to us so that it is empowering for us because it's unique and it can apply specifically to us. We can change some of the words or some of the, you know, whatever the practice is, find a way to modify it just a little bit so that it's really yours and make it unique to you that way. You can be honoring the channel it came through by applying it to your life and creating a ripple that helps elevate the collective of the planet. That's how we can find reciprocity and we can give back to the people that inspire us um, by honoring everyone that we can positively influence by the inner work that we're doing within ourselves because we're not healing everyone around us unless we are unless our highest intention is to be healing ourselves. We're not healing anybody unless we're healing ourselves. And that's what it is always going to come down to. We cannot fix anyone else. And that is us again, trying to objectify someone else mm-hmm. and externalize and use someone else as a distraction from our own work. So giving someone else advice could be a really good bypassing of us looking at our own process and taking on a lot of, um, those types of conversations, those th- assuming the therapist in our friendships, look at what you might be, by- we might be by- bypassing by, by assuming that role and the advice of our own that we are not taking. So it's all a big reflection and um, path, path back, back to ourselves. Essentially, I think at the end of the day of this entire conversation, mm. we're really just learning how to look at ourselves in a more clear, clear lighting and to embrace and really integrate the parts of ourselves that aren't so easy to look at and receive support, welcome support that feels really aligned and integral and sustainable and true and empowering because we have all of that within us. And when we're resonating with something, it's simply because we, our soul is recognizing something that's true. It's not because someone else is holding wisdom that we don't have a sense of resonance of like, yes, like, wow, I'm so inspired by that. When we're inspired, And when we feel an emotional response, we feel our heart flutter, or we feel a resonance with something, it's because it's just showing us a reflection of something our higher self already knows. And so to celebrate that and not to seek and cling on to those things, but to allow it to empower us and be like, oh, yes, I recognize that as truth because my channel is strong and clear and I am able to recognize the resonance and the agreement I feel with these inspiring things and all, all showing us ourselves and that we have everything we need. Yeah. I, I love that. It's almost like 
the, the meditation that you did when you said to me to like print it out and modify it to make it into your own and to make it into something that resonates. I love that because it, especially when it comes to like reading a quote or reading a caption, it's like we can take on those things that inspire us and remember them. Maybe remember that quote in a moment when it shows up and it feels necessary and you're like, ah, oh, yes. But integrating how does this apply to my experience and then from there is like rewriting that story of okay well this is what happened in my experience and maybe the um, advice or the reflection for someone else just simply comes from well this is how I transmute it and this is how I do but maybe it looks different for you maybe for me it's like dance and art and making clothes and maybe for you it's like you know, drawing or astrology or singing or playing music or all of these things. And so we can really just offer that clear reflection, the more work that we do internally and work on ourselves. And speaking of quotes, like that quote of Ram Dass, like the best thing that you can do for me is heal yourself and vice versa, because we're just simply these reflect, offering these reflections to one another and everything that we're triggered by or inspired by is in us. And sitting with that reflection is really humbling. Mm, absolutely. Mm. Yes, I love that. It's so true. And we start to recognize the truth of that as we start to feel it. When we start to unlock some old stuff, some old buried scary shit, we start to feel what that healing is like in our inner circle because we, people around us start to witness our, mm. our growth and you start to sense a um, an upgrade in the vibration of interactions and to really feel what that feels like beyond to understand it and be like, yeah, that's true. That makes sense. That, that feels good. Yeah. I align with that, but to really feel, to feel the ripple of that, the ripple is what we're, I think what we're really going for is the long-term ripple and not just, um, yeah. So it's wonderful to really get to see what that feels like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, beautiful. Oh, I love everything that we spoke about. I feel like it was stuff that I needed to hear and hopefully that the listeners needed to hear as well. Thank you so much for taking the time and space to be here and be present. Paulina, it's always such an honor to see your face and to share these conversations with you. But thank you for sharing it with our audience and with all the sisters who are listening. Such an honor. Thank you all for listening. And thank you, Bella, for the space that you hold and this beautiful role that you carry and, and helping spread beautiful conversations and upliftment to, to so many. I love you and honor you. I'm so grateful for you. Mm, I love you so much. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Plant Lady Podcast. I hope you all loved and enjoyed this episode as much as we did. Don't forget to head to the description part of this podcast to check out all of Paulina's amazing offerings, including the link to her platform where you can access things like cord cutting meditation and an energy shield meditation and a lot of other things that we spoke about throughout this episode. And if you loved this episode, feel free to leave us a review. It really helps spread the word about the magic that we're sharing here. And I will see you all on the next episode.